Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Chat with Matt podcast. My name is Matthew McNabb, and today I am talking with Annette from Little Penny Thoughts. I am really excited to release this podcast because we talk about overcoming self-doubt and we talk about her journey and my journey and all the methods that we use to overcome that. It's such a good podcast. I've listened back to it multiple times and I've gained so much from it. One thing, I would really appreciate it if you could subscribe to the podcast and share this message with a family member or a friend. What I find really useful and the best way to learn yourself is if you take some of the principles from the podcast that you learned and try and teach it or explain it to someone in your life, perhaps a family member or a friend. So without further ado, this is Annette from Little Penny Thoughts. Let's chat with Matt. Welcome, Annette. How are you? Matt, I'm great. How are you keeping? Good. Wednesday was fun, was it? It was class crack. It was just such um, a good atmosphere and great coffee, great chats, great cracks. Or what more would you want? It was worth a two-hour drive up there. So it was. No, I actually really enjoyed it. It was. Uh, it was nice actually taking it and like I was learning a load when I was up there as well. Listening from you and Niall as well. Yeah, no, do you know what? That was some jaunt you did up to Tyrone two hours. <laughs> I, I think that was the first time up to Tyrone in, geez, I don't know, maybe like five, seven, I don't know, at least 10 years, I think. Tyrone is where it's at. Like, it yeah. is the hub. I <laughs> find that that was a good wee hub there, that the co- coffee place. My nature and co, um, it's, it's pure class. It's such a deadly wee spot. But um, what do you do in your journeys, Matt, in terms of like, would you listen to podcasts or music or yeah, are you Sometimes I would switch. I would go, uh, sometimes I would go from podcasts and then when I get like, all right, I've listened to the whole podcast, I'll switch to music and then switch back and forth. But I do think you listen to a podcast, that's good. It kind of uh, breaks up the journey really nicely. Definitely. I would be a big fan of um, ballads, you know. Mm, ba- ballads? Celine Dion. Oh, serious! <laughs> so like it's real, like a real power ballad. Yeah, jeez, yeah, I love that. Like just completely putting up the volume, you know. So wouldn't be your scene, no. What's that? Reels and stuff like that wouldn't be your scene, no. <laughs> not, not really. I'm a bit of a a young person, you know, maybe, you know, an old taste in, in music maybe, but you know what, here's me young person, I'm in my early 30s, we'll say nothing, oh, but, so um, you know, it's just like, it's so funny, and the, I love driving, I think it's class, it's like very therapeutic for me, and I'm usually driving by myself, yeah. um, that's when I can just pump up the pump up the tunes you know but um and then when like a stop in traffic lights i get embarrassed because then like people can hear me but sure it's all good <laughs> the country roads this is when i'm up in belfast yeah it's have you ever watched that movie white chicks exactly <laughs> just like that <laughs> love it that's another great song a thousand miles um yeah. are you are you a country fella are you from the city matt 
I'm country here. You can, I don't know, you probably can't see it, but out the window, I'm looking at just fields all around me. Actually, where I'm from is beautiful. Like, I can see the Mourne Mountains out that direction. Bright blue looking there right now. And then I got the fields all around me and then the seas right there. Like, so beautiful spot. It's deadly. Yeah, you could set up wee Airbnb. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what my mom was looking at it one stage, but, you know, she always has these like, ideas and stuff. But I think... um I can't live in big cities. I can't see London and those. I just like, I go to it and I'm like, this is cool. Like all the events and stuff. But then I the, I go to another event in London and it's like, it takes me like half an hour to get anywhere. I'm like, yes. I don't understand the tube. I don't understand the train. I struggle so badly in London. And then it's all like concrete and stuff and so busy. Mm-hmm. I, I think a perfect balance for me is like a beach city, like a beach town sort of city. Yeah. Have you been to Australia? I haven't. I've never been to that part of the world, but actually, I do want to go. I heard Sydney's a lot like San Diego. Well, I've never been to San Diego, but I've been in Sydney, and it's it's class. Like it's definitely a place to to visit. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you're a fellow culture, then? I didn't actually know that. <laughs> I am. Well, to- I apologize. I thought you're a city slicker. <laughs> to come across that way. Just, I think you're cool, like, I think you're cooler than me. So, <laughs> not that qualities aren't cool, qualities are very cool, but I think that probably maybe just perception isn't that funny how maybe we perceive people? I know, um, interesting. In a way, that I just thought you'd be living this, this city life, but you can live like this is the beauty of you know, at the moment, we can live wherever we want and find happy within that place. And um, there's a great girl, Caroline um, McKenna. And she runs a podcast called A County Down Under. And I'm Caroline McKenna, yeah. And she um, has created a great network of people um, from Ireland down south. And her events are worldwide now. But her quote is, um, happiness is not a postcode. Yeah, love that. Love that. Because sometimes you get attached to places and things and stuff. Whereas it's, is the point of that more internal over external? Yes, very much so. Especially, you know, with you know people being restricted, not being able to travel so freely, you know, to mm-hmm. see their loved ones this past while, it's important to to try and look at the bigger picture too. There, so yeah, well, that kind of moves us into uh, your sort of story. So um, I'll let you tell your story to the audience if that's okay with you. Yes, no, no bother at all. Um, so my story um started probably. In 1989, when I was born, <laughs> 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 I don't want to do that. This is your life. Do you want to know how much I weighed and all? And all that? Well, it we'll just we'll skip. <laughs> just everything, just a just a ten hour long podcast, keeping it short. But <laughs> um, no, we'll start in 2011. Mm-hmm. I graduated from St Mary's mm-hmm. um, University in Belfast, and I was a teacher. I had the best years of my life at college. Very mm-hmm. carefree. I've, been very blessed throughout my life um growing up in primary school and secondary school um and college I didn't really have a care in the world and that was how it was and how it should be mm-hmm. um I graduated from St Mary's and a lot of people were talking about oh, I need to get a teaching job and I thought oh no this is this is real life crack I'm I'm out That's of here so big word. <laughs> big, big word I'm on it from people were getting their you know, results. I was in staff travel, booking mm-hmm. the flight. You know, oh, 
So just knew that, you know, I was going to go to Australia. But as I say, back then, you know, 21. So like I was generally fearless. I didn't. Mm. I was just such a care. I carefully soul. Mm. And that was grand anyway. Went to Australia and had just a great year and only went for a year with the intention of going back. But um, I didn't go back. And there was lots of reasons why I didn't. But one reason was that I thought at 22, 23 then um, that I had to have my shit together. <laughs> I don't know if it's time to settle down now. Oh, my yeah. goodness. If oh, I could no. go back 10 years, I'd be like, don't <laughs> do it, Annette. It's never, never settle down. I had the exact same idea. And uh, then I realized, what the hell am I doing this for? You don't have to have your shit together. Outfit. Never. Uh, yeah exactly that's what nobody's really got their shit together in one way or another like you can make money i don't know i just like i completely agree with you're going but continue with the story there and that's you know only dust settles mm-hmm. you know that's in jobs relationships whatever but basically at that time you know approaching my mid-20s i thought i have to have a job i have to have maybe a relationship, I have to have this. And it was all like materialistic, maybe mm-hmm. possessions and how, how it looked to the outside externally. Yeah. And do you know what? It's only just going through, you know, self-discovery in this past six years. You know, I've been on this journey now with actually really like on, like, re, like on myself, basically. I was going to say another word. On, on learning these behaviors that maybe society um, mm-hmm. can push upon us um, as young men and women. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, um, you know, when I just became a wee bit miserable then, started taking life too seriously, started taking myself too seriously. And um, that's when I w- would have been searching for teaching jobs. And as much as I loved teaching the children um, and things like that, I just felt that um, teaching began, I fell out of love with it a wee bit in regards to the pressures of it. Mm-hmm. And it was in 2015 that I started a page um, on Facebook. It was literally just a random thought that I wanted to create maybe a positive space online. Yeah. Um, I didn't know where I was going with it. Like my, I can remember I would love, I loved an owl quote, you know. Yeah. And I, posted, I posted on my Facebook page and maybe people thought it was cryptic. You okay, huh? <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, I'm grand. I just pop this out here, you know, in the hope someone yeah. might. Yeah. And a very honest friend would have rang me up and said, what's that crap about, you know? But um, <laughs> I then I th- decided to create a space online that wasn't my identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and looking back now, it was because of the fear of judgment. But yeah. um, I decided to start posting and didn't know what to call my page. And I was sitting in my sister's house um, one night. And this is the importance of having good people around you that don't mm. crush your wee crazy ideas. Yeah. Um, I said, you know, I want to create this positive space online and quotes. And she's like, well, what are you going to call it? And I was like, I don't really know. And her purse was there. And inscribed in her purse was a penny for your thoughts. Mm. And I was like, oh, penny thoughts. And she was like, throw the word little into it. Mm. Um then she's a graphic designer and yeah. she she created a, the logo for it yeah. and then like just the way like the, I had a google stock image you know and she's like yeah. oh you can't do it so maybe <laughs> just change it to this and then all of a sudden things just started to 
generate you know following and people started liking the posts and back in 2015 you know social media landscape was very different mm. you know um very 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 different to what it was now it's evolved so much um but i couldn't get over the amount of people resonating with the words and sharing the words mm-hmm. um but people didn't know it was me and i was happy with that yeah um until maybe i got the stage where i was a wee bit less paranoid about it and more maybe proud of it and yeah. I decided just to maybe to put my face more on stories and posts and things like that mm-hmm. um and it was a hobby for 2015 to 2017 early 2018 when me and my sister decided to make a go of it as a limited company mm-hmm. and um back. Years on now we're, we're, we're still going strong um and you were at, when did you quit your job as a teacher? What what year was that? Only in 2019. So I was doing the, was doing yeah. the double. So um, was the uh, business going well that stage? It was pushing on and then you're like, actually, you know what? I'm, I've got enough money or enough uh, I, momentum for you. Money was never the value or money was never my value. As long as I got the... Um, to cover my bills and yeah. you know able to you know earn a living um every month um and to, to enjoy life essentially I was never ever chased money or, and things like that I was never like never like that um but I got to a stage where either I was con- going to continue on with teaching mm-hmm. and I th- in 2019 I wouldn't say I wasn't happy in teaching because I, I kind of was more happy within myself it yeah. was never teaching was the problem it yeah. was it was me, not the problem, but my my internal battle, you know, the how I thought about myself and how I thought about life. Yeah. Um, but I still wasn't, it didn't put me, um, my soul on fire like little my thoughts did. Mm-hmm. I, I found when I was working on that, that I was so engaged and so passionate. And that's when I decided, you know what? Um, my pain led me to my purpose. Then I found my passion. And I was like, right, Annette, let's go and um you know pursue your passion mm-hmm. um and I wasn't chasing it and I just decided that I'm gonna take this the sleep of faith and I kind of put aside the financial worry yeah and you know and I and I said I'd always and as you said Matt there you can always make money yeah. if you're willing to work you oh. know and use your skills you can work anywhere and, and do anything and I that used to be a limiting belief that you have to have this you know stable job you know you're going to work every day nine to five and then you you can make that money to pay your mortgage do whatever but a lot of people are finding out mortgages really aren't the way to go either to be honest no but you know like i it was just a worry what people would think imagine Mm -hmm. leaving a stable job to you know and especially you know social media now is being taken serious as yeah profession and a job and even mm-hmm. content creators and freelancers and businesses and you know that's what I love that and my my work then I started training with the coaching academy in London mm-hmm. and that's when I really deep dived into personal development coaching yeah. and realized that you know some people are just unwilling to to chase their passion because yeah. they're afraid of failure they're afraid of what other people think and it's it's based on fear but see when you try to attack that fear and just be, realize that it's not real and mm-hmm. to go for it that's when things can change and I'm not saying it's easy I'm yeah. not saying I bounce out of bed every morning I'm not saying that there's months that I lose motivation 
for example, there over the summer, I just took a break, mm. break from socials, break from posting because I just, you know, I, I wasn't myself and myself being um, my, you know, at, at peace yeah. with, with, with things mm. and, you know, grateful and just content. Yeah. I mean, what I think, so I actually used the same technique you did there um, two years ago. I was mm-hmm. just, it was like New Year's and I was like, I always do like New Year's goals and stuff. And I was like, this year I'm going to do an anti-goal list or an anti-bucket list. Do you know okay. what that means of the stoic sort of side? Because I was listening to a few stoic podcasts and things. And okay. the stoics used to do this thing where it was like, do imagine the worst possible scenario like meditate on it and then come back to reality and you realize how good your life is but i did it i sort of twisted it a little bit and i was like all right i'm gonna attack my biggest fears you know and see so if i go to the worst like the most scary thing i think possible and do it i wonder how much better how much better my life will be after that and so I did it. I was terrified of heights. I uh, jumped off like 60 footer cliffs. I uh, did skydive, everything. And after it, I was like, I gained so much confidence. I was just a completely different person. So attacking your fears, having that leap of faith and doing all that, I think it's a really positive thing. And I, I that's what I always say. The other side of fear is freedom, you know, because oh, you get that freedom and that momentum to go. And so with your side of things, was that switch? Was that really scary for you? Switch from that stable job to, you know, an uncertain income and uncertain lifestyle. I'll be honest and say not really, mm-hmm. um, because um, I was not in a great place in 2015 and 2016. Mm-hmm. That you know, when I went through you know cognitive behavior therapy CBT, I started to you know stop, well, try and train my brain to stop catastrophizing. I'd have been a warrior, an automatic warrior. I would have, you know, automatic negative thoughts. I don't know if you've heard of the ants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I have. So I I don't know. I know what you mean, but I don't know. I've never heard of the ants. These ants would just infest you. You know, they're automatic negative thoughts. What's that? If you don't mind me asking, how did you get over that? Or what was your... so the the big the cognitive behavior therapy, CBT, um, connect with a great therapist that, you know could thrash out your thoughts in terms of right is there any evidence behind and um, what you're thinking here you yeah. know the, the, the negative thoughts that can actually you know make you feel anxious make you feel down and make you feel bad about yourself mm-hmm. um it's a lot of inner work there and I would I would still do it to this day and I, if I have to go back I will and I would but it's it's just amazing how when you're so unaware yeah. of these automatic negative thoughts you know you can just you might feel anxious and you might feel depressed, but you might in no way. And yeah. that's why that gets to the root cause of, of how you feel. And that you, the root cause is usually in your thoughts. And so for me, just it wasn't Just being aware of your thoughts and being aware of like the, the negative talk in your head was the key to getting over it. Oh, very much so. And challenging your inner critic and mm-hmm. challenging, you know, the, um, your those thoughts that maybe um obstruct you from being happy in life and being content and living life on your terms because if we're constantly you know judging ourselves and fear and judgment from other people we live in a state of um in my case discontentment and when I kind of moved away from that 
know, the fear of judgment, the fear of failure. You're so right, Matt, and saying that, that I found freedom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, freedom comes with consequences as well because you have to, you have to step up for yourself yeah uh, and become a wee bit I've definitely become a wee bit more responsible um if someone would have said to me no leaving St Mary's um in 10 years time I'd be running two businesses I will I would be like um no that's not me because I wouldn't think that I would have been capable capable of that yeah. but I'm doing it in my way um on my terms but instead of running away now I'm I'm facing things more and embracing it and you know every day is still a school day I might be a teacher but I'm still learning every day you know the big thing though you said is that you didn't really think you're capable of doing that but like why because like I so I've been lucky enough like my life and just growing up and I I've had confidence issues in different aspects but I never really had the confidence issue where I was like that I can't achieve something, you know what I mean? I like I see if somebody else does it, what's the difference between me and that person? So I'm curious as to why you thought you weren't capable of it when you've never really done something like that. But you know, neither did Steve Jobs at one stage in his life. Yeah, I think you know it's a personality trait. Mm. You know, and a story that you've created in your own mind, and it, it depends on you know your makeup. Um, and it's not even like I've have I have the I have the nicest people around me, the best family, the best friends. Um, so it wasn't external; it was yeah. all internal um, feelings of um, lack of worth. Right. Um, like that that scared me because um, growing up, I I didn't feel those feelings. So they were foreign feelings to me in my early to mid twenties. Yeah self-loathe not being able to achieve what I want to achieve or even not being able to like be a teacher you uh-huh. know I was trained in and you know looking back now I know I was good at but there was a stage there that I thought that I was failing um but it's all you know your own opinion of yourself and mm-hmm. if your own opinion of yourself is low it's dangerous and also if your own opinion of yourself is too high thankfully <laughs> It's dangerous. So it's all about the ego, Matt. Yeah. Um. So I keep my ego in check. You know, and I try, I try my best to be as kind to myself, but yeah. also I'm not afraid to call myself out in my bullshit. Yeah. Like I can be, as I say in the country, I can be full of dung at times. <laughs> <laughs> and tell oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, and sometimes not. And you're all talk, so start putting action. Yeah. You're saying. 100% forming the habits to back up what you're saying as well and that's one thing I've been focused on a lot is my habits day to day because I was listening to James Smith podcast actually on the way to that uh, that event um, and he was talking with the the creator the author of uh, Atomic Habits and they're basically saying does your habits stay in line with the goals that you want and if they don't then you're not going to achieve the goals so that was a big thing for me Oh, I, you know, from the minute you wake up in the morning, that that usually dictates how your day is gonna go. Um, over this past um two years, I've started um cold water swimming. Oh, well, yeah, I don't start cold shots. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not as blessed as you to be near water. But you know, yeah. those times there that I was just you know traveling, you know, yeah. to wherever every week till go for a dip and I was just exhilarating and now I would try and do the cold showers yeah um, but I, you know what I've kind of got out of that habit 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would like to get back into it because I do feel the difference. You do actually. I think uh, the main thing for me, I've been doing it two days straight now, and the main thing I find is that it says two days. I was say two years straight. <laughs> two days straight. <laughs> two years. You were like two days. <laughs> no, but honestly, in two days, I've noticed. Actually, after one day, I noticed the difference because as soon as you get up. Uh, and you do that as the first you feel like you've achieved something straight away like i was the other side of comfort is it's like you feel so good or discomfort rather it kind of shocks you into the day yeah it does. you're it's just like it's, it's the only thing that you can control in that moment is your breathing yeah exactly. you, can't think about, you can't think of what you have to do or what you haven't done or mm-hmm. you know so it's so refreshing um i used to have a really bad morning routine i would fall mm-hmm. into the scroll hole yeah you know before, I, before my feet hit the floor i would have invited 200 strangers into the room you know <laughs> and hear about their day before my day even started you Very know you have to be aware of other people's energies and your yeah. own energy and you know that's definitely a top tip in the morning you know and for me now, it's like if I've time to scroll, I've time to stroll. So yeah. I go for a walk, I would take a shower now. These things take effort, they take discipline. And your brain is telling you, don't do it. Lie in bed, get cozy, mm. lie on, especially when you are self-employed oh. or working yourself. It's so easy to fall into this, you know, um, you know, bad habit, in my opinion. Now, if you need to rest by all means you know it's, there's no harm in that but it's trying to get into that morning routine that works for you mm-hmm. and your lifestyle love that one thing i think uh, we connected on i got from you the other day and um, obviously that was the first time we met um was you have learned to live in the present a lot more like you you enjoy your life you're very happy you skydived and stuff you've done cool things like that there you've traveled you lived in australia and you started your own business and things like that there so how has living in the present impacted you and maybe where did you learn that from i think you know living in the present is such a skill um Mm -hmm. because sometimes we can you know regret maybe your actions of the past or worry about where you're going to be in the future and Mm -hmm. both can steal your joy because yeah. they take away the joy of the here and the now. Um, definitely through mindfulness, I would have learned, you know, trying to be more present and, you know, doing things that make me feel more present, such as, you know, the, the cold water therapy, the cold water swimming, reading makes me feel more present because I can only concentrate on that page. Yeah. Um, even, do you know what? Going for a coffee with someone that you just love company with can yeah. just bring to the present you know and you know what's going on in your life you know chat like I love I'm I don't do small talk Matt you probably know that <laughs> I'm the same it just doesn't I can't it's just not me but yeah. you know um I just love you know chatting to people where they're at at the moment how you feeling now and yeah. you know it's just it's probably it's as I say it is a learned skill mm-hmm. um because I would have been focused on what I have to do this evening or what I haven't done yesterday and when you try and just be present and enjoy even the wee moments like I know it sounds to some people this would sound a wee bit cheesy but even see that first sip of coffee or tea in the morning mm-hmm. and being grateful for it so gratitude has also um definitely helped me to be more present and mm-hmm. you know appreciate what I have in life rather than what I don't yeah 100% 
I agree with that. I do gratitude every morning. And that's one thing I've noticed that has made a huge difference in my life. Um, so people do see you and they see you like that's a big transition in your life and you've made it work really successfully. But I want to know, like getting up and doing the cold showers, whatever, cold water therapy, you know, all this running the businesses what actually drives you what motivates you because i feel like a lot of people are in a hole and they're like they're listening to us talk right now and they're like yeah that's all very well and good like but you know i can't be arsed getting out of bed (laughs) yeah exactly and also um a lot of people's mental health wouldn't afford that you know and i'm i'm so aware of that you know because of my own personal experience as well i know that that no self-help book and no amount of quotes or no amount of, you know, podcasts can sometimes help you get out of the bed, but it's just taking that step forward and, you know, realizing your way. So yeah. when we talk about, you know, what do you do it for? Um, a lot of it for me is my family, mm-hmm. you know, my family as in my immediate family, my parents and my you know, brothers and sisters, I work with my family, um, my sister and my brother yeah. and, you know, I love that, you know, you know, I've created this and that mm-hmm. we're in it together and mm-hmm. like, you know, the team. Another way is because I hope I'm helping people. Yeah. Deal. Um, you know, my values are very strong in that, that, you know, if people read these words, um, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or wherever, or maybe it's sent into their WhatsApp group, that it gives them maybe a wee bit of comfort or encouragement um, and help them feel empowered. Um, mm-hmm. Try and lay off the cheesy quotes, you know, like, you got this, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I prefer something with a wee bit of depth and meaning um, and the feedback I get every day from around the world. Yeah. Um, is class and that's when mm-hmm. we created these products matt yeah. i wanted something off the screen mm-hmm. and to see you know like are we calendars or diaries in people's homes or bedside lockers or in workplaces yeah um, schools hospitals it does definitely drive me on and makes me feel um that sense of accomplishment and happiness yeah i love that so it's really finding your why so like somebody could be at the start of their journey, isn't it? So they don't have the business. They don't have, you know, their family in the business, the same wise as you. And they don't have these people around the world giving them positive feedback, but maybe they do have something that they actually think, you know what, that would actually be cool to do. Or yeah. I actually enjoy doing that or something like that could be their way. I absolutely. And you've hit the nail on the head there. Starting with yourself. Mm-hmm. Do, it, do it for yourself first yeah and then you know you know my way started with me you know wanting to change my mindset wanting to change my lifestyle wanting to change so many areas of life but I you know I, I do it for me first and foremost and it's not selfish to do that yeah if, uh, if you focus on yourself it's selfless because eventually you'll be able to give it back and maybe you'll give it back straight away to the people around you because you're a lot happier, a lot more positive, a nicer person to be around. Yeah. What's your way, Matt? I think my why I've got two. So I want to be as like a really positive impact on the world and I want to live an epic adventure of a life. I want to live the most epic adventure possible. So those two really, you know, push me more than anything. You know, like I, I was like, flip it. Would be actually cool to be on TV. You know, 
That'd be cool. And Love Island came up, and uh, w- I like, yeah, I'll do that. Actually, be cool living in a different country. Like, it'd be a cool adventure to go up, sleep on top of a mountain at one o'clock, or hike a mountain at one o'clock in the morning, just sleep up the top there and st- stare at the stars. Like, like, I don't know that stuff, but it's more just because, like, why not make your life as epic as possible? And that's where I'm going. Like, why not build an unbelievable community like a podcast community a load of positive people that impact each other and do cool stuff that create an amazing world to live in and so you're combining the two of them deadly and honestly like i know we spoke on wednesday um about the courage that it did take to go on national tv and mm-hmm. it didn't seem and it doesn't seem to have phased you and or changed you not that i know knew you pre it but mm-hmm. you know if that was me I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't have the resilience for it. I wouldn't have, and this is not me saying, being negative on myself. It's just that I know my limits and my limits would not be going on Love Island and, you know, being scrutinized by the general public because I just wouldn't feel that I would be fit for it. Um, But it's how you take that and, you know, as you say, turn it into a positive and an experience and an adventure. And what, what an experience, like imagine being able to tell you know, you know, tell your future kids or grandkids, oh, by the way, I wasn't this really su- successful um, <laughs> show. I but, don't um, think of it, but it's like, I just jump first and then see what happens after. And I mean, the worst thing that's going to happen in life, essentially, is that you're going to die and that's going to happen. That's a guarantee anyway, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you can do do all the stuff like, like going on national tv to me is just like it's just a novelty like it's like it's not it's not like a huge thing life and death thing you know it's not that serious you're just going on tv and just chatting chatting the women and stuff like it's not really that serious as there's a quote there it's not that deep it's so true but that's just your part you know how you you know have not let it take over you know, yeah. and and you're, but like definitely like using your experience to connect with other people and mm-hmm. class. So definitely keep doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you very much. Um, but that's kind of what I would like to get onto a little bit more of is the giving to others. How has that impacted? You are very selfless. I can feel that. Like I get that vibe from you, and everything you say is very caring towards others. Your whole business is set up to provide for other people and um i'm just wondering how how does that impact you how how do you how does that impact your life just like i've always been a giver from even in the primary school um playground i'd have shared my like apples or (laughs) oranges or even skittles i just always from a very young age got the sense of um happiness when i like would have gave presents or, um, you know, give mm-hmm. give time, give hugs. I don't know. And it comes from definitely my parents, my yeah. selfless people. You know, daddy loves to volunteer in the local clubs, you know, and then, you know, I would have kind of followed suit and things like that. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, it's a feeling of giving. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't give because, you know, um, it looks good. I give because mm-hmm. it feels good. And I want to do more. I want to give back more, mm-hmm. you know, you know, definitely like the likes of charity and stuff is just getting the right fit yeah. um, and being passionate about what you do and doing it with intent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to quote, you know, Mother Teresa, she said, 
um, it is in giving that we receive. And that's true. When, you know, when, when we give, you know, we, we do receive in, in mm. many ways. Um, and it's not just about, oh, you give something to get something back. It's, it's not about that for me. But definitely, um, yeah, I think it's just, once again, the makeup of a person. Um, I'm a giver more than a taker and it's, it's something that definitely hopefully has infiltrated throughout my business and even my friendships and my family and you know it's important to um, remind yourself to fill up your own cup as well mm-hmm. because yeah. when you can when you can be selfless um, sometimes you can get burnt out yeah. And you put all the energy into other people and things. And yeah, that's when you have to keep yourself in check and sometimes reboot and recharge and fill you, fill your own cup up again because you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't. Yeah. Well, you can't that's the thing where we, we talk about uh, being selfish is being selfless, first off, but uh, giving to others and uh, making. Basically, I was listening to a talk last night, uh, Joe Joyce. Um, he was in St. Patrick Center in Dan Patrick, and I was listening. He's uh, doing a book on like the children of the troubles and stuff, and he's just very, very kind. He's doing a lot of good for people that are forgotten about. Um, and he was saying that really the the highest calling you can kind of do in life is to give to others. Like, there's no better feeling. There's no better feeling that you can receive than the satisfaction of seeing your action have a positive impact in somebody else's life and I, I resonated with that a lot that is so that is so true um honestly and as it goes back to the feeling mm-hmm. you know that, that feeling um of connection and not everyone is going to have the same heart as you and yeah. that's a lesson I've learned you cannot yeah. take it for granted that people will act the way you do act and I'm not painting myself as some saint here I have my flaws just like everybody else but I do think it's very important to realize everyone's personality and perception mm-hmm. is so different. Um, yeah. And try, try your very best not to take anything personally. Yeah, you just got to understand where people are coming from. Like, I mean, I could go out in the car and somebody could uh, just call me a wanker or something like <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was. I hope, I, I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, no, it does. Like, but <laughs> no, I'm only joking. But you know what I mean? Like, so. I'm going to get in my car and drive to Down Patrick and find them. <laughs> but it's mainly like I couldn't be doing like there's sometimes you do something and you're like you've barely done anything wrong. Like the person completely overacts. But that person could be going through hell right now and he just had nowhere to vent it to. You know what I mean? It's um, yeah. kind of have to understand that some people are have extenuating circumstances which make them react like that. And often when somebody overreacts to you in a very negative way it is because their life is super negative right now do you know what i um i was listening to a talk as well i listen not like you listen to lots of talks and <laughs> all all that but it was someone said and i can't actually remember who it was but why do sometimes the people that we're closest with when we're in not a good place get the shittiest version of ourselves I know it's crazy. So, like, and that I know, and I've learned from this, yeah, especially taking out maybe my parents and things like that, and them just so loving and caring to me. But when I'm in bad form, they get the worst version of me, and then like a stranger in the street will be like, Hello, how you doing? Yeah, you know, that isn't 
isn't it but but that's because you feel comfortable being mm. your true form maybe mm. within your family mm. um but it's important to check yourself you know that the people that you love and the people that mean the most to you should get the best version of you 100%. um not at all times we can't live in our bit be- we can't be our best selves all the time but most of the time we can strive to be mm-hmm. you know no 100 percent. so i've got a couple of questions here that i kind of want to finish off with um, okay so you're a personal development coach so when and a very successful one at that as well uh but when a client comes to you um what is the first place or where is the first place you start in order to improve their life so just um basically getting to know them Mm -hmm. and actually seeing if you know coaching would benefit you know them if they're in a place for coaching so it's very ethical you know as a as a coach that you can say, well, you know, can you can you do your best for this client in mm-hmm. regards to coaching would be ideal or maybe therapy. So it depends whether I work with a lot of people that want to, you know, excel maybe in their career or change career or follow mm-hmm. their passion. Um, and that's that's where I would start, you know, tell me a wee bit about yourself and what makes you tick. Yeah. And even asking that question, when do you feel most alive? Mm. Often can't even answer that. And that's, so that's when I'm like, let's start, really? let's start with this. Life? You know, oh. we don't talk about, you know, we don't talk about, you know, how much money you want to make or this or that, or we we just talk about the ba- the basics. Mm. You know, Love that. You know? So you just cut it cut it back to what what do you actually want to do in your life? What brings you like, life? Simplifying it, you know, actually what makes you tick? What what makes you what, what are your skills what are your strengths and and pulling them out and making people realize their potential mm-hmm. people um what i've noticed through my clients and the groups that i work with mm-hmm. um confidence is on the floor um and that makes me so sad because mm-hmm. they don't see their ability that maybe others see or their power that maybe others see um and you know i love shining a light um mm-hmm. To make people realize, you know, shine the light onto them, that they realize their strengths, their skills, mm-hmm. their power, and their potential. Um, and it's just it's a lovely journey to, to see someone grow in confidence. Um, I created the confidence course during lockdown. Yeah. And it was my first time doing like um seminars online and mm-hmm. the feedback from some amazing people, you know, what they've done, maybe promotions on their work yeah. or even you know, ask that person out on a date and now they're getting married. Like this is, this, this yeah, stuff has actually cool. happened. And I'm like, hey, I need to take my own advice. <laughs> but no, honestly, it's just... You give advice and take it though, isn't it? Like- <laughs> I know it is. I can give it sometimes, but I can't take it. But honestly, some of the stories make me really, and that's just making an impact on human beings, hearing real stories, um, just journeying with people. But yes, that the starting point is, you know, find out what makes people, what makes that person tick, mm-hmm. you know, and their, their passion and, you know, trying to pull out their strengths. And what? a lot of people really struggle to share their strengths. Mm-hmm. What are your strengths, Matt? Uh, I would say emotional intelligence is one. Uh, Very much so. I would say I'm an optimist, which is another strength. Yeah. Um, and then what else would I say? I would say I'm pretty caring towards people. 
and um, adventurous, I would say. So that they're they're very strong strengths, and they're you know they align with your core values and beliefs. Yeah, but you're not just in that; you're living that. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's once you realize what your core values are. I was discussing this with Sinead Haggerty as well on the podcast, and we're discussing values. And it's once you really know what your values are and you recognize them in your head, and then you can sort of base your decisions off it. You can base your direct your life from your values. And I, I do that, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, you can't just say, Oh, I'm Karen, and then do uncaren things yeah. through action, you know, whereas you know, you're walking the you're walking the walk, not talking the talk. <laughs> That's the big thing. So I want to uh, finish up in this good question. What advice would you give to your younger younger self? Oh, <clears throat> what age? I would say let's go to just after uni, that age. Oh, yes, that age. Okay, right in that. I'm going to pretend I'm going to transport myself here, right in that. <laughs> stop caring what other people think of you. Love that. They're not even thinking of you. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's, is that's what, yeah. I, I would actually re- repeat that because we think that other people are thinking of us, but really they're thinking of what they're going to eat that day. Or, you know, um, you know, and their thoughts are fleeting, you know, people's yeah. opinions. And I used to be such a people pleaser and want to be mm-hmm. liked and, you know, wanted to do the right thing. And that's exhausting yeah. because you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Not everybody likes tea. We've discussed this the other day. <laughs> do you like tea, Matt, though? I, I like it. Like, I, I prefer coffee and, like, uh, green tea. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You, still, you still you don't crash it like. A lot. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, but honestly, yes, Annette, stop caring what other people are thinking of you. They're not thinking of you, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and remind myself that what others think of you is none of your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, that if you're doing things with the right heart and the right intention, um, you can't go wrong. So yeah, simple advice that you know I I remind myself daily, um, mm-hmm. as well. And um, there was the point earlier where you were asking me about uh, how did I go on Love Island and how did I do that? And it was essentially that reason right there. Like people's opinions are fleeting. Like, and that's why I, I always say this, like people probably heard me say this numerous times, but perception is reality. Like I give the example, talk, the talk the other day, whereas one girl there could think I'm the most beautiful human that's ever stepped on this earth. The girl right beside her could think I'm the ugliest person she's ever seen. But neither are true, you know what I mean? And that's what you have to realise. That, that is so true. And that's just putting it into context. You know, I love that perception as reality. And, you know, it's just trying to, you know, self-acceptance is key. Mm-hmm. You know, and that it's, it's also quite hard to accept yourself because you have to accept flaws and all. Um, but that's definitely where things change within yourself. You stop being so hard on yourself. You cut yourself a wee bit of slack and realize that we don't have to take life so seriously all the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, or ourselves too seriously. Love it. Um, love it. Yeah. Love it. Well, Annette, this has been a pleasure. I've learned a lot. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the chat with Matt podcast. Is there I any... Um, Socials, anything you want to promote, uh, work away? Just 
um if anyone would like to follow me um and join our community online it's on instagram little underscore penny underscore thoughts on facebook we are little penny thoughts so we'll be happy to see you over there but um matt thanks for the chat and we'll see you in the near future again yes thank you very much Annette. good man